Let's uh, get into our trending news now. It's 10 minutes past four. Trending news right now. We look at the last 72 hours in terms of what's happened in the world of social media, wrapping up the weekend with Mpumelelo um, Mashifani, 013 publisher, journalist and social commentator joining us. How are you on this Monday, Mpumelelo? I'm okay. And you on this Monday morning, um, Asanda? I'm good. Thank you very much. We start a new week. We start a new day. So we're getting right into it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, let's talk hashtag Munewa, uh, starting there. We are still within Women's Month. We might as well start with the lady. So she's alleging uh, that Piwe Mapanga scammed and abused her during their relationship. He's now the ex-boyfriend to the singer and uh, is now married to ANC's uh, Tasneem Mutara. But let's talk about her um, coming up uh, and coming out to talk about uh, ordeal. Yeah, Asanda, um, Munewa coming onto Instagram and uh, trending in the morning yesterday. I woke up past six, and this was already all over Twitter. It was a top trend, um, and it was a, a video that she had posted on Instagram. Um, relaying her ordeal. Now, she started off saying, guys, this has been eating me up and I feel I should come out about it. And so she started telling the long story of their relationship, um, how she was abused in the relationship, how this guy would allegedly beat her up. And and then um, the one time after beating her up, apologized by buying her a Range Rover. Mm. Uh, but only to find out that uh, he didn't actually buy the Range Rover. Uh, you know, he negotiated some deal and he paid for it for three months, but had it registered in her name. Uh, so when he stopped paying, the bank wanted the money from her. Um, and mm. and that's just um, how she her life started spiraling out of control. She had to lose her apartment because she now couldn't afford it. She had to pay this car. Um, and her stuff got auctioned off. Her furniture, her appliances got auctioned off. Um, and and uh, she convinced her to leave uh, Sony BMG uh, and, and sign up with his record label. And he now owns uh, her music. And this is why her music is not available on any streaming platform, um, uh, because he literally owns the right to this uh, to this music and and literally crushed her career dreams, literally sent her on a downward spiral to rock bottom. Mm. And, 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 and this was such a sad story. Um, I don't think it's disputable uh, because, you know, uh, she posted a whole lot of things, pictures of her with blue eyes, uh, you know, clearly showing she's been assaulted. She posted uh, some clips of uh, voice recordings uh, of telephone calls when he was telling her she needs to sign over certain things about her music and all of that. Um, so, yeah, and then somebody coming out and saying, guess what, guys, this guy is in property management. That's his business, and he's now married to the Gauteng MEC of Infrastructure uh, Development, um, and who is a recently elected ANC deputy, uh, provincial deputy secretary in Gauteng, Tasnim Motara. So, yeah, Sunday blowing up like that on yeah. on 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 the celebrity front, particularly or on the high profile front, because the one person is a celebrity, the other one seems to be a high profile person. Uh, but yeah, a, a very sad story. I think you know, 
I, I've followed Monero, um, and I've always wondered what happened to her. She she had so much going for her. Why didn't this girl make it? Why didn't she blow up in the industry when? Yeah, um, there's a moment so many... uh, where she was really quiet. We didn't really hear from her anything. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and nobody knew why. And I suppose now it brings all the answers because she says she went to deep depression. You know, she, she didn't want to see people. Uh, she's a very private person naturally. But after what happened, uh, she could not, uh, you know, even face certain people anymore. And, and she just went into hiding for the longest period, uh, you know, trying to deal with what had uh, overwhelmed her so much. So a very sad story on 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 how sometimes you know people prey on on other people's um, weaknesses or, or or their needs um, only to to just really ruin their lives um, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's quite so a, it's the, quite a sad, and there's so many allegations there. So they dated for two years. Uh, also, the relationship started in 2017, according mm-hmm. to reports. Uh, the fact that it took her five years to share her trauma, you know, one can only imagine what she's been carrying all this time. How important is her decision to finally speak out, uh, and particularly now? I think it, it's absolutely important because, um, you know, when, when somebody who's got such a high profile speaks up about it, it gives uh, a little bit of power to the person, the, the, the millions of faceless victims of uh, gender-based violence. Mm. Um, even the the person who lives in a small RTP house and feels like, you know, I'm not worth anything and this person maybe is so powerful or he has a powerful position in society and has done this to me. Uh, but perhaps if I speak out, uh, the people will speak on my behalf. And that's the power of social media, I think, uh, to a certain extent, there are many ills that we see as a result of social media. But uh, once in a while, we get that glimmer that gives us hope about the power of social media and its ability to reach out uh, to the hearts of people, for for people to stand up. Uh, if you look at uh, just one story, we spoke about Katlako uh, Mabu, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago in his return uh, to the spotlight and how social media played a critical role in people standing up and saying, but this is wrong. What company, mm. what the companies are doing is wrong. And, 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 and I think, and I think uh, this is also one such uh, um, example of, of the power of social media. Yeah. So what now then? Uh, is she going to open a case? Is there a way of reconciling with the banks in terms of her credit rating as well? Is there anything she's going to be doing? Or can she do um, uh, You know, I couldn't find anything, um, you know, criminal uh, that can maybe be taken up right now, except for maybe the assault charges, uh, maybe if she has. But I think the nature of of these, I don't want to call it a crime of passion or oh, I'm just, I can't find the right word. Yeah. But, you know, the, the nature of, 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 of these abuses is, is such that the victim gets left disempowered, disempowered to even speak about it, you know. And so people go into their shells, they try to find themselves again because 
they've lost themselves as a result of the relationship and trying to conform to the abuse, trying to say, um, perhaps if I don't do this, he will stop doing this. Uh, if I don't, uh, if I act like this. And in the process, you find that I think that this is one thing she also said, that she had lost herself so much, um, mm. you know, in the process. Uh, she had literally lost her voice. She had lost her power. And I think her coming out was... was um, one of those first steps to say, you know, she's she's regaining her voice uh, again. She's regaining her power, and and perhaps uh, you know, with with the support she's been getting, with with people on 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 social media, you never know. Somebody might come up and say, you know, I'm going to help you to 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 get your life back or to, to to try and claim back what's yours or the damages that have been caused. I think particularly with regards to her music because. You know, this is this is a bread and butter, and, mm. and 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 she could be earning money to to sort her life out even from that ordeal. But hey, guess what? The guy who messed up her life is the guy who locked up her music in a box uh, and doesn't want the world to hear it. And so, mm. um, yeah, that's the tragedy of it. But uh, I think uh, she's come back and she's got a show uh, on the fifteenth of October, um, an evening with Manawa. And a lot of tweets uh, saying, guys, please support her. Let's make sure it's sold out so she can get her life back together again and all of that. And and, and I think um, I might just buy a ticket or two to that show mm. after after that, after listening to her story. Yeah. Great. Uh, let's uh, move on to hashtag Lisufi talking about the Gauteng MEC, Panyaza Lisufi. So there are reports that uh, the MEC told parents at the Fred Norman Secondary uh, School, that he wants the law banning corporal punishment to be reviewed. Yes, um, I think the Sunday Times breaking that story and the Department of Education coming out saying it is proceeding to lay uh, um, a a case with a press ombudsman because um, they feel that uh, uh, this particular publication and a particular journalist have an agenda against the MEC because that's not what he said. Uh, he was in a discussion with parents about what had happened in the school and broadly about the issue of discipline mm. in schools, where a person said, MEC, what are we going to do about the issue of discipline in schools? And his retort was to say, when you say discipline in schools, you're actually talking about the cane. Um, um, uh, and you're putting it very nicely, so I'll say it straight. You're talking about, uh, uh, you know, disciplining children with a cane. And I, and he said he's of the view that um, he 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 would really support a strong review of the current policy on discipline in in in, in schools. And and how that came out um, in the media was that Lesufi wants your children to be beaten up in schools. Mm. Um, uh, and and but th- this is a, a raging question. You know, schools are getting out of hand. The things that we hear of of what kids do to teachers, of what we've seen videos, we've yeah. seen videos of children going, you know, berserk in school and having drugs on camera and smoking all sorts of stuff while they get while they video themselves on school grounds and premises. Just on Women's Day, we had. Um, a group of school children come and disrupt President Sir Ramaphosa on Women's Day um, uh, for whatsoever reason, wearing school uniform. Uh, and 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 while the MEC of, of uh, while the Minister of Education tried to, uh, you know, 
bring them down. They shouted her down. And so school discipline is a problem. Yeah. It is a problem across the board, and we need to find solutions to it. Um, and I think the MEC, what, what was saying was that we need to have a frank conversation about it. And he even says that if we're a government of the people, we need to listen to what the people are saying yeah. um, uh, with regards to this, because, um, you know, children stab each other in schools. Children bring guns and shoot, uh, you know, fellow pupils in schools. Children threaten uh, teachers and beat up, you know, from as young as primary school. So spare the rod and and, and, and spoil the child. Uh, perhaps that age-old adage uh, uh, is something that we need to heed at this point if we want to raise a society of upstanding men and women who um, are disciplined. Because mm. really, and it is a we. It is a, a definitely a we thing, as the MEC was also alluding to that the community uh, has a democratic right to review education policies if they wish. So it, it takes a community uh, really this uh, issue. Yeah, absolutely, and I think. Uh, uh, we 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 need to face up to the reality of of the problems that are facing us as society uh, and deal with them really um, instead of always being alarmists about certain things. You know, it's it's like a similar issue that you have with uh, some people calling for the return of the death penalty. Um, you know, because the, the the murder and the rape in this country is of exorbitant proportion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, you know, more people died in South Africa. Uh, in the first six months, 12,000 people have been murdered in South Africa uh, in the first six months of this year. It's more than the people who have died in Yemen. And there is a war going on in Yemen. Um, so when, we, when, such, when certain quarters of society raise these issues, there are certain elements, and particularly in the media, who come out in this alarmist fashion uh, and say, you know, and raise the ire of society uh, when it's just a conversation. We should be having such difficult conversations. And if there is a problem with the death penalty, what is the problem? So how do we find a solution to that problem so that um, uh, we can sort out the crime problem or the murder problem? Because we can't continue no, with definitely. a society that's been ravaged by rape. Yeah, uh, what kind of women are we raising? Are they going to be able to build families? Are they going to be... Um, you know, this is this is this is a cr- critical question that yeah. we need to. And going towards the ANC conference, I think he was saying something also similar that the ANC is going to conference to go and review policy mm. and change policy and all of that. And and, and the community needs to be involved in in, in 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 that in that process. Let's talk about the ANC. The ANC caucus in Parliament saying that it's uh, opportunistic for some opposition parties to be ganging up against uh, the President Cyril Ramaphosa. Tell us more there on that one. I found that opportunistic about the ANC because um, there have been allegations that have been leveled against the President and the ANC has said nothing uh, for a good three months now that these allegations have been on the table. They have not used their internal mechanism uh, to hold the President accountable. Um, he was supposed to meet with the Integrity Commission. He snubbed that meeting and never showed up. And it was going to be rescheduled. We've never heard of it being rescheduled again. Uh, and whether he has actually appeared and what the verdict, we know that um, in some quarters of the ANC, the, the Integrity Commission has been very fast to bring people before it who have been accused of certain things. And so um, I think 
opposition parties in parliament are now frustrated. They've tried all mechanisms to try and get parliament, uh, which is a statutory body, to hold the executive to account, uh, to, to hold the president to account. And it's been just quiet. You know, The speaker hasn't responded to any of the requests. The motions of no confidence, um, uh, a parliamentary uh, uh, ad hoc committee was suggested, uh, similar to the one uh, like uh, the Gaza committee uh, that went to investigate. Uh, but the speaker has just uh, not come to the party. And last week, opposition parties all coming together in parliament and showing a united front and saying they are now going to unleash a plan uh, to hold the president accountable. I think... Um, such words as ganging up are a problem. Um, I think, uh, how can you say opposition parties are ganging up against the president when they're doing their job of mm. holding the, ANC, the president to account? And equally, um, ANC MPs have, have taken the similar oath or the same oath as the opposition MPs to uphold the constitution of this country and to hold the executive accountable through the mechanisms they in parliament. But when I think the perception comes that the ANC is using their majority in order to prevent that accountability. You now see uh, uh, political parties uh, uh, forming a united front, even though they differ across a spectrum of different things. But on this one, they seem to be agreeing. I think uh, 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 we're going to see um, sparks fly uh, in, in Parliament with regards to this, because, uh, you know, the EFF, the DA, all of them saying that uh, we need to hold the president accountable. We cannot have such things. Because, mm. you know, the, 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 what, what happens on Sunday is that uh, somebody can think it's, it's, a, it's a small thing. The president is not being held to account. But the reality is that how many more people then take a mindset of saying, well, I don't have to submit myself to SARS uh, because if the president doesn't do it, I can bring in my dollars, uh, you know, concealed in some way and and have them in hard cash and all of that. And 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 what that leads to is 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 a state where the uh, is, is is a point where the state is being undermined mm. uh, uh, and has the potential of being undermined. Same thing with crime. Uh, you know, we, if, if, if senior people are not held accountable uh, uh, because of crime, then uh, what it's do the ordinary people... that we don't want to see happening definitely in our society. Let's end with the Amazulu King, King Misuzulu, who was extending his appreciation to the president, Cyril uh, Ramaphosa, for recognizing him as uh, the Zulu monarch. So uh, the king delivered his uh, first address following uh, rituals done there, which took place at the Kwa uh, Kangela Mankengani Royal Palace. Uh, festivities going down in Guanongoma this weekend, Asanda, uh, at the Kwa Kangela Mankengani Royal Palace, uh, starting off on Thursday with uh, the royal hunt uh, uh, going on. Uh, where the king went out to go and hunt for a lion. Uh, this lion is symbolic because it becomes uh, the symbol of his throne, the traditional attire that he wears when he displays the strength of his kingdom. Um, uh, you will see the necklace uh, around 
uh, his neck that he wears is made out of the claws of a lion and similar other things are, are used. Uh, those rituals are very sacred and they're not often talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he came back with this lion and entered the kraal. Um, uh, the kraal is a sacred place. Uh, it is a place where all rituals get performed. Uh, the ancestors of the king right back from Untu, Umguni, Oshagazulu, and the lineage uh, of that bloodline that has come uh, through so many centuries and has sustained itself as a powerful kingdom and nation capable of defending itself and its culture and, and, and. And that's what was on display, I think, this morning. Um, The Zulu nation coming out, people from all corners of South Africa. I even saw... um, uh, a white lady who was dressed in Zulu garb, you know, and, mm-hmm. and she said she's there to, uh, in case the, the the king is looking for a wife, and um, she'd like to be the first um, white uh, Zulu queen. Well, that's uh, a so joke. <laughs> is it not a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the clip. No joke. It was she serious? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It was on TV. So um, South Africans coming out from all corners uh, of the country really to come through this coronation. And um, uh, King Misuzulu extending his gratitude to a merit of people who have been with him uh, from the time that his father and mother died successively in a short space of time. Uh, and, and 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 the ensuing family feud that has come out after that, uh, uh, that has led them to that that particular day, which was on Saturday, uh, where he was really he really ascended the throne. Of course, the coronation is still coming. Will be held at the Moses Mabita Stadium. Uh, and that is the date for that is is yet to be announced. Well, yes, the king d- did seem to have some support, a delegation from Eswatini also attending, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. That one, I don't know what would happen there with a mixed uh, interracial uh, situation and and couple uh, in the uh, coupling in the king in the in the uh, uh, Zulu uh, monarch. And I wonder how the Zulu people would feel about that. But it would be making for very interesting times for sure. Yeah, I think um, you know. Uh, if we understand our culture, we would know that probably King Mswati is the most powerful monarch uh, in Africa right now, uh, because the Zulu king is his nephew, so Khan, <laughs> you know, yeah. so um, uh, he he's a junior to him, even though he's the king of the Zulu nation, because he refers to him as his uncle. Um, and therefore, uh, I think... Um, so I read something about this in some of the smaller forums that I'm in uh, that uh, where such things are discussed in detail and what it means, was that um, King Sopuza foresaw the future. He was a visionary. We know that he, he fought the British. Uh, he ensured sovereignty for his people. And that's why even today, Sozilev remains the last absolute monarch in South Africa because of his visionary leadership. And this is, and mm. someone was saying this was part of his visionary leadership, uh, you know, that in the future, he would tie the two nations together. Mm. Uh, and it has come to pass because uh, back in the 1970s, uh, when the king was was after he was coronated he needed a royal wife of royal blood that will produce the next king and this is how this came about and the lobola for his mother queen mantombi 
uh, it came from the Zulu nation. It wasn't just the king and the, and the royal family that, that, that took cows uh, to Swaziland to go and marry uh, this princess. Uh, it was each and every homestead mm. in Wazulu that, uh, uh, you know, uh, donated a cow. Certainly Udo something we would definitely touch on on our day in history then. Get more on that uh, story. Uh, definitely one that we need to know and uh, be familiar with. Let's leave it on that note uh, on this Monday. But thank you so much. Always great catching up with you, Mpumilelo. And uh, have a great uh, start to the new week. You too, Afanda. To the listeners at home, a great week ahead. Thank you so much. Mpumelelo Mashifane is 013 News Publisher, uh, Journalist and Social Commentator discussing trending news.